0: Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. For today's comedy program, we're going to take a listen to one of those great radio comedians visiting a military installation, and there were a lot of them that traveled around, and we'll definitely be playing quite a few. Up first is Eddie Cantor, the Apostle of Pep, in an episode of It's Time to Smile from May 27th of 1942 from san diego so let's take a listen
1: time to smile with eddie cantor is being broadcast tonight from a marine training camp in california for the entertainment of the marine personnel this does not constitute an endorsement of the sponsor's product by the navy department ladies and gentlemen before a huge audience of men of the second marine division fleet marine force camp elliott at san diego california Bristol Myers, the makers of iPana for the smile of beauty, and Sal Hepatica for the smile of health present It's Time to Smile Will Eddie Kattern.
2: The Japanese can hear that. (laughs) Thank you, Harry Zell, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Well, here we are broadcasting from Camp Elliott with an audience of 1,500 Marines. You know what a Marine is?
3: Yeah, well... A Marine
2: is a large body of man entirely surrounded by women. (laughs)
3: Well,
1: now, Eddie... (laughs) That's a new definition, but I've, I've always been under the impression that Marines are exceedingly tough. Tough?
2: Yeah. Tough! You bet you. These Marines are so tough they eat their meat raw and then sit in boiling hot water to cook it.
3: <laughs> you know
2: Harry Von Zell. Harry, you know they have two Marine stations here, Harry: Camp Elliot and Camp Linda Vista.
1: Oh well, which place has the most Marines? In the it?
2: Rainbow Gardens. <laughs> You know, it's quite a place, Harry. They've got a sign over the cloakroom, not responsible for hats, coats, or Marines left over 30 days. <laughs> yes, sir, when they play, Eddie, they play hard, but they do take their work seriously. Oh, you're right, Harry. You should have seen them this afternoon when they had their war games. War I games? Was around... yeah, yes. Oh. You... Oh, yes, Harry. A lot of them get around in a circle, and one guy starts shooting. He throws out a couple of cubes with numbers on them, Harry.
3: <laughs>
1: I don't know, Eddie. That sounds pretty dangerous to me. It is if the cubes
2: are loaded, yeah. Oh, dice, huh? Yeah, now you know what the government means by keep them rolling. Yeah. <laughs> well, Eddie, you
1: certainly have learned a lot here today.
2: Well, Harry, among other things, I learned that the defense workers here in San Diego are working with such speed that they don't stop for a single minute. If you're near one of those defense plants, keep moving. I stopped in front of a defense plant this morning for two minutes. Right away, a guy slapped wings on me, stuck a propeller on my nose, painted U.S. Bomber on my back, and there I was, a Popeye P-38.
1: <laughs> now, you must be kidding about no, that. No, Harry. Right?
2: Practically everything out here has been turned into defense machinery. Everything is a... The... This morning, I stuck a nickel in a pinball machine, started to shoot, and, so help me, the machine started to shoot back. <laughs> Yeah, is that the phone? I think I heard the phone a minute ago. Hello? Hello? Eddie Cantor speaking. Hello? Hello?
3: Hello? How do you do? Well, Gordon, the mad Russian.
2: What are you doing on the phone, Russian? You should be in San Diego. Why, why aren't you here? I was detained because I had to kiss my wife goodbye. Well, why should that detain you? I waited for a blackout. (laughs) I can't understand why you're not here yet. I gave you very simple directions. Just go to Route 66 and follow the white line. I did, I did. I followed it to Santa Monica, then to Santa Barbara. I followed that white line for 60 miles before I realized it was on the back of a skunk.
4: (laughs) A skunk? Yes. Yes. So I got out of my car, walked up to him, and we stood there face to face.
2: But where is the skunk now? The last time I saw him, he was burying his
3: fork.
2: <laughs> well, Russian, you better find the right road and hurry up. By the way, have you enough gasoline? Who needs gasoline? I've got a tank full of nitroglycerin. What are you... What are you talking? Just listen to this motor park when I step on the starter. <laughs> Russian!
4: Russian,
3: where are you? I am flying low over Pomona with a steering wheel for our net race. <laughs>
1: much going on? There, you having trouble with the mad Russian again? Yeah, me and Germany
2: both. If you don't. If you, if you don't think that Germany is having trouble, you should have heard the shortwave broadcast from Berlin that I heard last night. Here's what happened. Take it away, Berlin! This is Berlin. We now present that famous German news analyst, H. V. Kalton Auschmitt. Karl Hitler, slash. Germany has found a new way to make rubber. We can make all the rubber we want out of pig's knuckles. There is only one hitch. We got no pig's knuckles. (laughs) There is a big pig shortage in Germany. In fact, we got only one pig left. Heil
3: Hitler. (laughs)
2: sources say that out of 10 million Russian soldiers, the Nazis have annihilated 9,999,999. The remaining one is very stubborn and is holding us on all fronts. Glad <laughs> our foreign spies report that the peoples in the United States is starving. Nobody has anything to eat because everybody in America is walking around saying, What's cooking? <laughs> But here in Germany, things is different. Every week, we are giving more and more food rationing cards to the people, and the Fuhrer has just issued a proclamation that you should save all your ration cards, and when you collect enough of them, put them in a big pile and eat them, because there's no more food. Also, there's no more Hitler. The Marines have landed.
1: I don't
2: know where you get that dialect. Yeah, I yeah. don't Oh, there it is again. He Hello? Hello, Eddie Canter speaking. Hello. Eddie Canter? Russian. You were supposed to drive up here to San Diego. What happened? I met some very charming people on the way. They liked me so much, they insisted I stay over here. Where are you? Mm, can you bail me out? <laughs> You're in jail? What for? Driving without an automobile. <laughs> Why, you idiot. Nobody can drive without an automobile. Come down here and explain that to my finance company. (laughs) Look, Russian, just mention my name and they'll let you out. Very well. Careful, I mentioned your name. Well, what happened? Can you bail me out? (laughs) Look, will you call me back? I've got to get... Uh, Harry, I've got to get rid of that man.
3: We'll get rid of him. Just keep it easy. Now, while
2: we're waiting for the mad Russian, ladies and gentlemen... Here is radio's delicious, delightful, delectable, Dinah Shore. Now, don't be nervous, Dinah, just because you're among 1,500 Marines. They they all know how to behave themselves. They're perfect gentlemen just stand behind his barbed wire, that's all. <laughs> and sing for the first time on the air that brand new song,
4: Conchita. He was a handsome young Irish lad And she was a Mexican beauty It was Esther and I might add Romantically he was on duty A boy and a girl he's a star I can tell it in 64 bars His Irish heart went thing. When he saw the Rose of Juarez San Chita, Marquita, Lolita, Pepita, Rosita, Juanita, Lopez Oh, you're a lovely single For me there's but one girl he said San Chita, Marquita, Lolita, Pepita, Rosita, Juanita, Lopez Mandolins began to play there to kiss. As they danced, I heard him say, New Jersey was never like this. The bells began to ring, oh, as they rode away on a mule. To prove I'm not joking if you're in Hoboken dropping for a minute and you'll. Conchita, Marquita, Lolita, Pepita, Rosita, Juanita, oh two And there's little Teresa, Maria, Elisa, and Patsy, and Molly, and Mike. And there's Pedro, and Sancho, and Jose, and Sancho, and Tommy, and Timmy, and Spike. Of course, there are others, her sisters and brothers, they're
1: older and they go to school. Flash, the doctor
4: announces eight pounds, seven ounces. One more for Lopez and
1: Oto. Notice caballeros, Required in que la sal hepática causa los indicadora de salud.
2: Shame on you, Harry. What is that indicadora de salud business? Well, what is it?
1: Eddie, that's uh, remember Sal Hepatica for the smile of health in Spanish.
2: In your <laughs> kind of Spanish, Harry, <laughs> I'd never know, and I don't want to miss anything. So would you please stick to English, do you, okay, ma- Eddie
1: do you mind? Sure. Yeah. Because after all, I wouldn't want anyone to miss knowing how much faster Sal Hepatica helps them feel better. Ladies and gentlemen, whenever you wake up feeling headachey and under the weather because you need a laxative, just take speedy Sal Hepatica right away. Because then Sal Hepatica brings quick, gentle relief, usually within an hour. If you remember that about Sal Hepatica, never again will you have to put off till night taking the laxative you need in the morning. And you won't have to risk feeling miserable the rest of the day. And remember this about Sal Hepatica, too. Sparkling Sal Hepatica also helps counteract excess gastric acidity. Helps turn a sour stomach sweet again. So get a bottle of Sal Hepatica from your druggist first thing tomorrow. And take it whenever you need a laxative, morning, noon, or night. See how much faster you feel better when you rely on gentle, speedy Sal Hepatica.
3: Say, say Harry Von Zell. What, Eddie?
2: You know, this place is getting me. Oh. I, I've been here all afternoon. I've been doing a lot of serious things, and Harry and I made up my mind. I've I've decided to join the Marines. I, I've really decided, Harry. I, you? Yeah, I...
3: Yeah, oh Eddie, yeah. I think that's
1: very as well, but you, the Marines want men or women, not you.
3: <laughs>
2: what, what makes you think the Marines will accept you, Eddie? Well, listen, Harry. A lot of Marines want Hetty Lamar, but they'll settle for Martha Ray. Believe me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> He'd
2: settle for Edna May Oliver. <laughs> No, but really, Eddie, you're,
1: you're much too old for the service.
2: What do you mean, too old? There's nobody too old to serve his country. Why, when George Washington fought at Valley Forge, he was 45.
1: And how old were you at the time?
2: I was a baby. Va- Shut up!
3: <laughs>
2: no use trying to talk me out of this, Harry. I've already sent for the doctor here, and I'm going to take my physical just as soon as he arrives.
3: But, uh, but there's no use... To- hello? Oh, doctor, I...
2: Look, I, I want an examination. I... I'd like you to take a look at my physique. Physique? Are you kidding? Wait a minute. Don't worry about me, doctor. Just give me the examination. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Will, Kenner, so, but... will, you, will you give me the toughest marine test that there is? Just give me anything that you give these fellows you can give, believe me.
1: Well, it's rather strenuous for a man like you, but if you insist, very well. Uh, get down on your knees and begin.
2: Yes. One, two, three, a Larry. Four, five, six, a Larry. There you are. I picked up all the jacks.
1: Well, congratulations. You are now a Marine. Yep.
2: Do you you feel all right? Well, that'll give you an idea how I feel. I'm a little winded, but don't worry. I regret that I have but six jacks to pick up for my country.
1: (laughs) All right. Now, there's only one thing more, Mr. Cantor. I have to uh, give you a blood test. Uh,
2: A a blood test? Yeah. Well, oh... Hey, I'm not afraid. Just, um, pack your needle and let's go. I can take it. I'm... I'm tough. I'm... Oh... Hey, Doctor, uh,
1: he's fainted here. Fainted? That's funny. I didn't even unpack
2: my needle. Yeah, where, uh, where,
1: uh, where am I? Well, take it easy now, Eddie. He looks what? very weak, Doctor. I'd better uh, put him in this bed A uh, good idea. I'll get a nurse to take care of. Oh,
2: gee, Harry, I,
3: Harry
2: I'd love uh, to be a
3: Marine.
2: Well, it's Gracie Allen. Tracy, you're a nurse?
5: Well, Eddie, you've got nothing to worry about. Just do as I say. If you do as I say, I'll have you flat on your back in no time. You mean flat on my back? Well, don't get excited. You know what I always say, time wounds all healed. <laughs>
2: I can't understand, Gracie, how you ever became a nurse.
5: Well, it's very simple. Nurses run in my family. They do? Yeah, my father chases them. Sometimes he catches them. Yeah. But sometimes my mother catches him. And then you should see what he catches. Yep. Yeah, boy!
2: Gracie, if you're going to be my nurse, tell me, how much experience have you had?
5: Why, well, you're the ninth patient I've had this week. Oh, really? Yeah, if you don't believe me, you can ask Mr. Davis. Who's Mr. Davis? He's the one who's still alive.
2: Oh, that's fine.
5: Ah, oh, well, you see, you're in good hands. Well, last week, a friend of George's had pneumonia, and it took the doctor two whole days to fix him up. Yeah. And the next day, that same fella caught a cold, and you know what I did in 15 minutes? What? I nursed him right back to his pneumonia. <laughs>
2: Will somebody get her out of here? Gracie, is George Burns here with you? No,
5: it's the maid's night out, so George had to stay home and hold hands with the butler. (laughs) Look,
2: Gracie, will you please go away?
5: I don't want a nurse. I am not sick. Oh, do you always have a purple face like that?
2: Purple? My face is purple? I must have a fever. Quick, you'd better get a thermometer.
5: Well, who needs a thermometer? I've got a special gadget for reading temperatures. It works just like a weighing machine. Look, Gracie, I don't so want to... You, you simply put your feet on a scale. I stick a penny in your mouth, and the card comes out of your left ear. Uh, <laughs> Gracie,
2: I'd rather use a thermometer.
5: Oh, those thermometers are too complicated. Now, nurse knows best, so put your titsies on the scale. Oh, please, don't do that oh, to me. that's fine. Now open your mouth. Open my mouth? Hey, Eddie, open your mouth. Uh-uh, Oh, uh. Eddie, I only want to put in a penny, not a half dollar. <laughs> Number, please. Oh, operator, get me Mr.
4: Cantor's temperature. Thank you. Oh, Gracie, turn to thing off, will you?
5: Mmm, five thousand on the first shot. Yeah. <laughs> ah, here's your card. Yep.
2: Yeah. What does it say, Gracie? You
5: are ambitious, handsome, and in the best of health. Temperature, one hundred and four. 104?
2: <laughs> Why, that's crazy. I happen to know that I'm only 99.
5: Well, you can't expect this machine to guess your age, too. No. No,
2: I said my temperature is 99.
4: Oh, it
5: is? Oh. Oh, uh, operator, you gave me the wrong number.
4: Sorry, I will refund your penny. <laughs> what
2: was that?
5: Well, on wrong numbers, you get a free ball of chewing gum.
2: <laughs> Gracie, will you go away? Will Go away from well, me.
5: What's the matter, Eddie? Don't you like me? Please, don't misunderstand.
2: I love you, honey, but I don't want you to nurse me.
5: Oh, well, if that's the way you... Do you really love
3: me? Uh-huh.
2: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. yes, sweet. Oh, Gracie, it isn't that I love you. What? I said it's just that I like you. You see, I like you.
5: Well, you don't love me anymore? But... Well, you, you, you said you did a minute ago. Fickle, aren't you? I'm I'm not
2: fickle, and I never meant to say I love you. I just
5: is there someone else?
2: Look, Gracie. Is
5: there? Yes, there is. Mm, I bet it's Ida. <laughs> Bad uh, vamp. Listen, you're you're speaking of the woman I love. Well, if you love her so much, why don't you marry her? <laughs>
2: With. Yeah, but I did marry her. I did. You,
5: you a married man and making love to me Oh, wait till my husband hears about this.
2: All right, Gracie, I give up. I'll do anything you say. Will you nurse me back to health?
5: Oh, now you're being sensible. Now, first, I'll give you something for your diet. Here, eat this. Whatever.
2: What was that?
5: Well, what did it
2: taste like? A thermometer.
5: Oh, you've eaten them before, huh? <laughs>
2: You mean you gave me glass to eat? Yeah. Why, you're crazy.
5: Well, I didn't eat it. You did Now, look, Gracie. Oh, I'll take it. Um, hello? Who is it you want? Yes, this is Gracie Allen. What's that? Oh, my goodness. An emergency at the Del Mar Hotel. Well, I'll take care of it right away. <laughs> Say, Eddie, where can I find a Marine?
2: A Marine? Just one. Why, there are 1,500 of them right here. Oh, I
5: one and he has to rush right over to the Del Mar Hotel.
2: Why? What's going on there?
5: 500 sailors are fighting one marine and he wants to find a friend to hold his coat.
2: (laughs) Well, you hear what we say about you guys next week. (laughs) (laughs) Fellas, I want to tell you, I want to tell you that, uh, I shouldn't tell you this, but uh, Gracie Allen has donated her check for this broadcast to the Men in Service. I want Say, to... hey, Eddie. Yeah.
5: The girls in my club would love to meet you sometime.
2: You belong to a club, please? Yes,
5: the the Beverly Hills Uplift Club. <laughs> I uh, I wish you could come down next Wednesday afternoon to talk to the girls at our regular Friday meeting. <laughs> You hold your Friday meetings on Wednesday. Yes. We don't hold the Friday meetings on Tuesday anymore on account of what happened at last Saturday's meeting.
2: (laughs) Some Sunday. Why not try holding the Monday meeting on Thursday?
5: Oh, stop. You sound silly. (laughs) Well, anyway, the, the the subject of this meeting was supposed to be beautiful and how to be it. And I can't find a speaker.
2: Oh, well, maybe your Uncle Eddie can help you out just a bit. Oh, Harry. Oh, Harry Bontell. What, Eddie? Harry, would you like to give a little talk on the subject of how to be beautiful?
1: (laughs) 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 What are you talking about? No,
2: well, Harry, I'm serious.
1: Well, I... I don't know anything about telling people to be beautiful or how to be... Although I do know one thing. Yeah, yeah, go on. Well, simply the fact that in order to be attractive, a person must have an attractive smile.
2: Yeah, but everyone knows that, Harry.
1: Yes, but not everyone realizes that teeth are seldom at their sparkling best unless gums are firm and healthy. That's why so many dentists recommend the faithful daily use of iPana toothpaste and gum massage. Because iPana is not only unsurpassed for cleaning and brightening teeth... But when used with massage, it is especially designed to help give gums the stimulation they need to help keep them from becoming susceptible to gum trouble. So, ladies and gentlemen, why don't you follow this famous healthful routine? Brush your teeth regularly with iPana toothpaste. And every time you do, put a little extra iPana on your brush or fingertip and massage it on your gums. In that simple way, ladies and gentlemen, you are helping yourself to an iPana smile. A smile of beauty. So ask your druggist tomorrow for a tube of iPana toothpaste. And since the government has ruled that we can't buy toothpaste of any kind, unless we take an empty tube to the store in exchange, don't forget to turn in an empty metal tube of some kind when you get your iPana
3: toothpaste.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we'd like to pay tribute to an actor. Yes, actor, producer, playwright, singer, dancer, songwriter, and great American, George M. Cohan. The theatergoers of yesterday thrilled at the sight of a sandy-haired, blue-eyed young Irishman with a hat rakishly set on one side of his head as he sang the songs that came not only from his pen, but from his heart. He was born on the 4th of July, and even as a kid, he waved the flag because he loved it. He never stopped waving it. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, George M. Cohan gave our flag a permanent wave. Here are some of the songs which you might want to remember and which your mothers and fathers will never forget. I'm a Yankee doodle man! A real live nephew of my Uncle Sam's Born on the 4th of July I'm a Yankee Doodle sweetheart She's my Yankee Doodle boy. Yankee Doodle came to London just to ride the pony I am a Yankee Doodle boy. Hey, hey, double our eyes G-A-N spelt Harrigan Proud of all the Irish mothers in me And the can say your words again me H-A-R-R-I G-A-N, you see Is a name that the name never has been
3: connected with Harrigan, that's me.
2: George M. Cohen loved the name of Mary He made the public love it too He always had one song about Mary at every one of his shows. Listen to this one from 45 Minutes from Broadway.
3: For it is Mary.
4: But it was me.
2: Jones, give my regards to Broadway, remember me to Herald Square, tell all the gang at 42nd Street and I will soon. Red, white, and blue, where there's never a post or brag.
3: But you're told to praise Forgot to keep your eye on the grand or flag. It's the same old song they sing. The boys are
2: all mad about Nellie, the daughter of Officer Kelly. All dripping with you, and they join in the chorus of Nelly, I love you. Our most prominent songwriters of today will agree that the song for this war has not yet been written. Perhaps it may still be written by George M. Cohan, the man who wrote the great song of the last war. Oh! <laughs> folks, all the songs you've just heard are in the new Warner Brothers picture, Yankee Doodle Dandy. Next week, we'll be broadcasting from Camp Han near Riverside, California. And our special guest will be the very glamorous Veronica Lake. And so until then, remember, I love to spend...
1: Summertime means bigger washing, extra washing, pens constantly in and out of water. So summertime also means touche, thrilling new discovery and skin care.
0: Welcome back. Oh, gosh, I love the whole uh, satire news section for uh, Germany. And, of course, there was the patriotism of Eddie Cantor. And the George Cohen uh, section at the end, just fantastic. I will say I was slightly disappointed in the Gracie Allen guest spot because I don't think the writers wrote that well at all. They went over the top, which... When you're dealing with a Gracie Allen, that's a bit of a a challenge to do. Still a fun episode and a great example of Eddie Cantor's early war programs. Actually one of only four 1942 uh, programs from Eddie Cantor in circulation. And uh, Harry Von Zell actually was the announcer had been with, uh, Salopatica quite a while, even going back to when Fred Allen was hosting a town hall tonight in the 1930s, 35, 36, so. That'll do it for now. If you have a story about your experiences or that of a loved one in World War II, I'd love to hear from you. I welcome all your comments at box13 at Ken Curlin provides the opening theme, HeroicKenCurlin.com, Andrew Rines edits our sound, OTRWesterns.com. I'm your host, Adam Graham. The war is offered as a service of the great detectives of old-time radio,
3: ww